happy Wednesday and welcome to the My Terrible 20s podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Wendy Zhang. And if you're a returning listener, it's so good to speak to you again. I'm so excited to speak to my guests today. I have two and they're the co-founders of the very popular and universally recognized Facebook group known as Subtle Asian Traits. They're the reasons that I've added the Australia time zone to my clock app on my phone. So I'm really excited to speak with them today. Welcome to my podcast, Lydia and Carrie. Hi. Hi. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. It's so cool talking to you guys all the way from Australia. I learned. I just learned that it's winter for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm freezing right now. Like, I'm in two hoodies. Um, I'm in my trackies because I'm freezing. I've um, got my scarf on. Oh, yeah, I know. I see this. It's so weird. I'm, like, sweating. I have, like, an AC on. <laughs> Are you guys the only side of the world that has winter right now? No, so how it works is... The Southern Hemisphere, I think, is in winter and the Northern Hemisphere is in summer or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the geography lesson, Carrie. Carrie's very smart. He's studying engineering. <laughs> well, I hope I'm smart. I don't know. <laughs> it's not very Asian of you if you're not smart. <laughs> Can you guys tell me a little bit about the backstory to Settle Asian Traits just for people who don't know? Yeah, so... My personal story was just that I was procrastinating at high school. One of my friends was talking about this Facebook group that he and a bunch of other friends from his Chinese school had created at the time. And then I just asked if I could be an admin. And Carrie, what's your story? So a lot of us from my high school went to the same Chinese school, right? Uh, so on Sundays, we would all go to the same Chinese school, we would all muck around. This would be in 2017. And we all kind of didn't really take Chinese school too seriously, all because it was like a second language and we didn't really like the teacher. And then we made a group chat, so a messenger group chat. And so one day we thought, oh, it would be an amazing idea if we came up with this subtle Asian traits idea where we could all share our memes, kind of share our own experiences. And away from there, um, so as I said, a few of us, so like me, Annie, Tony, Kathleen, so those are the other admins. We all came from Chinese school and then Lydia came from a high school. And so we're all kind of friends with each other, even though a lot of the people in our year level from high school weren't really that Asian. And so us who were kind of banded together in a way. So yeah, that's where it all started. And then I asked my sister and then like Kathleen asked like her friends and it kind of just grew from there. Is this Mandarin? Yes, this is Mandarin. Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, put it on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I went for like two years, but I never learned anything. I don't know about you guys. I was supposed to go to learn to read and write. Until this day, I can't read or write Chinese. I can speak it, but I I, I still, it's called Wenmang. Like I'm illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) To make you feel better, I finished finished Chinese and I still don't know how to read or write. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Oh my gosh. It makes both of you feel better. My mom's a Chinese teacher and I can't read or write in Chinese either. <laughs> oh, so so you're like the dishonor to the family, hey, Lydia? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
Okay, awesome. I have some Q&A questions for you guys. I posted a story on my Instagram a few days ago. I also put up a poll asking who has heard of subtle Asian traits. And it was a resounding like 98% of people said they know it or they're a part of it. There was like two people out of the entire thing that said they don't like memes. So here were some of the questions. your faces here are some of the questions that i i just picked out for you guys the first one is have you guys ever looked up someone through subtle asian traits um well it's it's very difficult to track down people especially people like celebrities because they all they will use like different accounts if that makes sense aliases yeah yeah Yeah. do you know any celebrities are you allowed to disclose which ones there's the ones who have posted on there so like (laughs) simu are you allowed to loves to post on subtle asian traits dante Vasco. The voice of Zuko in The Last Airbender. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I think so, but we don't really use the admin powers to kind of search up these people. Sometimes. I don't know. I don't... Yeah. No? Well, like... What about just anyone? Like, let's just say you just meet someone. <laughs> Are you guys both um, single? Yes. Well, I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh... so you're like, um, yes. <laughs> okay, let's just say you meet someone. They're cute. You get their name. They're Asian. And you're just like, okay, they're Asian. I know their first name. I can do it. I can find them. Have you ever done that before? Well, one of the best things about Facebook is um, that you can stalk people. And I am notoriously good at stalking people. (laughs) So if I get a name, um, (laughs) I usually get the last name as well, I guess. This is not even just for like dating, but just for anyone really. I'll be able yeah. to search them up, but like the thing is with Asians is they all have some, yeah. they all have the same name. <laughs> they all have the same cookie cutter names. I know. You search up any Asian name and you, you see like a million. I've definitely used subtle Asian traits to to track someone down before. Like if I didn't know their last name, I was it's you you can narrow it down. You know, you see all the pictures, you see everybody with the same name, and you can kind of put puzzle pieces together and find someone. And now I just sound like a psycho because I admitted that, but <laughs> your resources right that's smart that's smart yeah yeah so you you search out their name you just, right? it's, it's really, really it's kind of actually really easy to stalk people over online now exactly but sometimes you can't find them like they're not the first person that pops up yeah i think one of the hardest things about like facebook stalking people especially asians is because like they all like the same thing on facebook as well like you'll be like okay i know that this person likes this specific band or like this likes to go to this specific club but they all go to the same club all like the same thing (laughs) so it's it's very difficult to kind of search up and especially because like i don't know in my mind growing up in a western culture growing up in a western kind of high school asians all look the same like I'm just so used to it. So yeah. Also, I noticed that Asians look really different in photos for mm. some reason <laughs> than they do in in person. It's trippy. I don't know. So another scenario: someone you just met again. They show you a meme, and it's from Subtle Asian Traits, undeniably. And they ask, like, "Have you heard of Subtle Asian Traits?" Like, they don't know who you are. Have you heard of Subtle Asian Traits? What do you say? Do you say, "Um, yeah, I created it," or? Are you like, yeah, I've heard of it. I just say that I'm in it, but I've never gone out and say that, you know, I'm an admin. Why? Why not? I don't know. I feel really awkward. I just. (laughs) It depends on who they are. Like if they're a close friend and they're like, oh, have you seen this? I'd be like, yeah, I have. Um, Well, I guess I am the admin. (laughs) I'm the admin or something. And they're all like, wow, like it's it's such a big thing. Like it's, it's an amazing thing that 
you and your friends have created. But then like randomly, I'm gonna <laughs> tell them. Like I'll be like, yeah, yeah, just agree with it. My friend, she's obsessed with subtlation traits, and she'll be like, she'll tell everyone that. Like sometimes she she calls she calls me Mark in front of her friends, like after Mark Zuckerberg, because <laughs> she's like he's like the CEO of Facebook, and I'm like, stop calling Mark. <laughs> Wait, Carrie, didn't you meet Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> no. I didn't need to start tracking <laughs> I wish I did. I was very close to. But yeah, Facebook did invite me to go to California to Facebook HQ to give a talk in front of different media companies as well as Facebook themselves. Yeah. How how was that experience? Uh, it was amazing. It was I was 18 in a few months. I could go to America by myself talk to all these different people. I felt very it, it was like an out of body experience, but like You weren't even 18 at the time? No, I was 18, 18 in a few months. And like a funny story, they offered me to have like a drink afterwards, after the after party. And I was like, absolutely not. I will not drink. Even though <laughs> no. like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, I can't drink. You should have done it. Oh, you know what? That's the Asian in yeah, you. 100%. That's the obedient little, we all get it. <laughs> but yeah, I got to go around, look at the different rooms, not rooms, but like buildings yeah. actually. <laughs> Um, got to get like free ice cream. What was the most cream, yeah. surprising thing from the campus? I, what was the most surprising I thing? I didn't realize that they offered, first of all, they offered free food for everyone. Like you get breakfast, you can get lunch. There was like snack bars. So you could like go out. Like if you what? wanted a break, you could go and like grab a drink. Is it boba or is it bubble tea? Bubble tea. A hundred percent. It's 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 bubble tea. But I'm like beginning to say boba. It's it, just out of habit. I don't <laughs> no, know. I have to. You're bowing to the I mob, Harry. <laughs> just like when you're talking to like international people, you just gotta, you have to say boba or else they don't understand it. But it's at the end of the day, it's bubble. They don't know what bubble tea means. <laughs> it's like a thing too. In Vancouver, they would say boba. And here, like we say in Toronto, which is the same country, we say bubble tea. I don't know though, because like I also don't have that many Asian friends to begin with. So I probably, I'm probably uncultured with the lingo here. But I'm pretty sure it's bubble tea. Boba's like, anyways, someone had asked that. I was like, I didn't even know that this was a debate. I just oh, thought Boba was like, short. I didn't think it was a debate either until the American, until like Americans started coming into the group and was like, why are you all saying bubble tea? It's Boba. And we're all like, what? <laughs> no. I think the original is bubble tea. And Boba is just like some like slang that people just like made up. Apparently bubble tea is You know, for like text. Boba yeah. was just the name of the actual pearl itself. Like pearls. Like boba pearls. I don't know. American <laughs> Going back to subtle Asian traits though. Do you, how did you guys come up with the name? Because it's very, it seems very accurate to what the group is for. Like the purpose of the group is literally sharing memes about just things about Asian people that you don't really like, you're not, you don't notice until you put your finger on it. And you're like, yeah, that is something Asian people do. So it's, it is very subtle and it is like about Asian traits. How did you guys come up with that? So there was actually this Facebook group in Melbourne at the time, and it was called Subtle Private School Traits. Like the concept of the group is very similar to Subtle Asian Traits. So like it's stories and memes and experiences about like going to a private school. Did you guys both go to a private school? Yeah. Yeah. So the Subtle Private School kind of group, it started a little bit before like September where we, when we started. We got inspired by it, but we didn't really like, um, what do you call, base our group on it, if that makes sense. The group itself turned out to be really bad. 
um, and really toxic. And so we made sure that our group was not that. Our group had a clear goal. Did someone just say like, let's call it subtle Asian traits? Or did you have like any other options to begin with? And you guys all just were like, no, we like subtle um, Asian it wasn't traits. Really, we didn't really like, so the group that we, like when we made it, it was very spontaneous. We didn't really think about much. It wasn't like, oh, like, like, we have like this, we have okay. this whole like blackboard where you can kind of see all the different ideas and like we're like all the links and stuff. No, that didn't happen. It was all just like, we made the group, we added everyone, like we added all of our Asian friends, their friends added more friends and then like they started posting and it just grew organically. Yeah. There was no plan to the things, there was no rhyme or reason, but we just thought that it would be a great right. to kind of start this little group. Um, it wasn't something that existed beforehand. There was no like Asian group like at this scale. Yeah, I know. I think subtle Asian traits was the first, like, first one of its kind. After that, that's when all the other subtle Asian dating, subtle Christian traits, subtle, like, all curry traits, all the other ones started to pop up out of nowhere. And so I guess subtle Asian traits, it was like, it, like, leads the way with for, for all the other groups. And so when did you guys realize that it was going to be this, like, big worldwide thing that was outside of Australia, outside of little Melbourne. I think it was like a few months after September, but it was just before the end of the year that we hit 1 million, I think. 2018, yeah. The first couple months, of it 20- started growing yeah. in the hundreds hundreds of thousands. And then we reached Sydney and already like reaching Sydney, we were just like, what's going on? And then we crossed the ocean and then we were in the States and then we were like, what? And then it just <laughs> kept spreading. It was honestly such a shock for us. Yeah, I think like Canada is really similar to Australia in the fact that like our cities are so far apart. Like we pretty much have no contact with Sydney. Like the only way you can kind of get to Sydney is either like a like an hour to two hour flight or an eight hour drive. So it's like we have no contact with Sydney. And so when we realized that people in yeah. our group were going like we're coming from Sydney, we we're like, wow, this is so big. And then it reached to America. And like, I think the irony of the irony of the thing is, is the main moment when I realized, oh, wow, this is such a big thing was just a conversation before when people started coming in and was like, yeah, it's Boba. And <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and so you realize that like people around the world who have grew up in like different places and had different mindsets of cultural things. We're, all, we're both English speaking countries and yet their cultural bubble tea. Wow. <laughs> is so much more different wow that's actually really interesting because in asian peoples and we kind of just all like spread out all over the map and now like we're all kind of marinated in different types of (laughs) white culture i guess western culture but still we all still have these the same roots and so we can all relate to the same memes that are being posted in subtle asian traits and that is i like i'm trying to think of how it just became this worldwide thing strictly because of asians and so that is that speaks a lot about the Asian community. Have you guys ever had a conversation about that? Like, it has shown me so much about what it means to be Asian, how Asian people are actually really united. Yeah, I think the I think it's just like how when Asians integrate, like especially with my parents came to Australia, yeah. the step one to making sure that you have a successful life in a different country is by integrating yourself into the it's culture, true, right? Yeah. Uh, but like they've grown up only knowing their own background only knowing what the Chinese culture is. And so you can't, it's it's very difficult for them to kind of get rid of that identity and start new, if that makes no, sense. No, it's true. I think so, all of our like first generation yeah. parents kind of went through that. And so now all of us second generation kids, we all just, we know like, <laughs> this is what Asian parents are like. But did you guys actually ever go through a time in your life where you 
didn't want to be Asian. Like you yeah. were like, yeah. I wish I wasn't. Why am I Chinese? I went through that so much when we moved out of Toronto and we moved into like this white town. <laughs> and that was the first time where I was like, oh, I'm different. Before I was around all these immigrants. And then now I was the only Asian girl in this white school. And that was when I first like grade three, it was when it started. And I was like, oh, like I'm different in a bad way too. Like I, why did I, I don't, I wish I wasn't Asian. I think it was just the culture a few years ago, like before, maybe like, I don't know, roughly around like 2010 or something like that. Being different, even not, even just like outside of being Asian, being different was just seen to be a bad thing. Was seen to be like, oh, you're different. You're not part of us. Like there was a very us them kind of culture. It was like, you were shunned to be different. And yet like nowadays it's, taught to sell you're supposed to celebrate being yeah. different and being like what like why do you want to be ordinary like <laughs> be different be unique be yourself um and i think that's the kind of message that is being spread um especially in social media yeah, yeah. now thank god and actually i think subtle asian traits had a big part in doing that like making all these different types of Asian people be more proud of their culture like embrace it because there's so much unity like it's actually very strong right and and universal but um when you think of back before we had this big community being children of immigrants did you guys ever have like an identity crisis like that yeah a hundred percent just all of the accumulated experiences that I personally went through but I'm sure like a lot of people like me would have gone through I mean whether or not they're aware of it like the little kids would you know make fun of the food that you brought in or that your parents have an accent and then there's always like the backhanded compliments you're so pretty for an Asian. Oh, are you mixed? You're so you're pretty really for an Asian. Yeah. 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 No offense, but that's so Asian of you. Like, yeah. Of you course, know? you're good at math. You're Asian. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Right. Everything's everything's attributed to the fact that you're Asian, and for some reason, you're coerced into thinking that that part of your identity is bad, and so ah. naturally, you're going to push it away, and it's really sad. It's yeah. it's a really sad thing, but it's a reality that a lot of first, second, third gen Asian Australians, Asian Americans, Asian Canadians, whatever it might be, it's that's a big part of subtle Asian traits, I think. It's a big part of what has created like that shared experience that we have. No, that's true. That's really well said, Lydia, because like I think you highlighted mostly just that a lot of like good traits were just associated with almost shrugged off because it's oh be, it's because you're asian it seems like it's a bad thing and you almost you start to want to be separated from your culture because you want people to praise you because of you and not because you're asian you know like because oh it's unfair you're you're smart you're good at math cuz you're you you know your genetics like that's not that's not why someone would be good in school you know like there's a lot of hard work a lot of our culture focuses on hard work you know our parents like do your homework as soon as you get home it's yeah. like that kind of stuff and other people they're not going to get that and I'm really glad now because do you guys remember when crazy rich Asians came out I think it was around the same mm-hmm. year it was like 2018 no yeah yeah so I think that was like when it really yes, started to change the way Asians are perceived in the media even in just like normal normal people's lives like I just remember, so my parents came from like a specific province near Taiwan. And so we speak a dialect of Taiwanese. And so some of like the kind of words that they were saying, like on the screen, I didn't really understand it. But like afterwards, like my sister and like my mom were like, oh, did you you hear that? Like they said this, like I understand that, like even without the subtitles. 
And it was the whole like mahjong kind of scene. Do you remember the mahjong scene at the end? Yeah. And then so that she said the mom was like gaki lung or something like that, which means not one of us or like not one of I don't know. I don't speak the dialect. Yeah. But like it was just kind of cool to see that even the dialect that we speak at home, like the Taiwanese, was integrated in this movie. Um, I noticed a lot because I understood everything they said. They spoke Mandarin, luckily for me. But <laughs> Lydia, did you understand it? Yeah. You could pick up on the Chinese the yeah. that they were saying. Yeah, but I don't speak the dialect that Carrie does. But like the yeah. parents do, so. Oh, I see. You know how they were, the grandma was coming in and everybody was like getting up. That That's so Asian because, you know, in, in our culture, we have a lot of respect for our elderly and so just like small things like that where I guess if you're not Asian you're not going to pick up on it and it really like I remember watching it and I was like this just reminds me of that Facebook page and this was when you guys were just blowing up too so it's so cool to see the evolution how Asians are perceived in the media yeah I think like the whole that around the whole same time I think we started the group at a really like specific time not not like intentionally but like the whole crazy rich asians the whole like even like um to all the boys i've loved do you, do you oh, know that yeah. one from netflix yeah just like the whole kind of revol- not revolution like but this whole image like this media image where like asians are now like starting to become the norm yeah um i think it's amazing yeah no totally that's so cool I don't know any Australian movies and you guys know so many of the North American ones. I, that's probably why I we never hear your accents because like I, I hear, well, when I worked at Apple, I met a lot of Australians and New Zealand people and they would always make me guess which one they were from. <laughs> I've been able to like kind of be able to tell. I can't explain it, but I can tell the difference now with Australian and New Zealand accents. But if it weren't, if it wasn't for that, we don't have just like people from down under walking around. We don't really hear those accents in our media either. And so it's really interesting because this is probably like more unique for me speaking to you guys than it is for you speaking to me. Like I probably just sound like every Asian random girl from North America. <laughs> for you guys, like your accents are so like, I'm listening and I'm like, how are they speaking like that? <laughs> what kind of dialect? Sometimes I forget that we're just like on this massive island in the middle of the ocean and everyone else yeah. is just everywhere else. Have you heard that yeah. conspiracy theory that's like Australia's real? <laughs> yeah. And we're all just paid actors? Oh we're my god. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, I don't see any, I don't hear anything different in our accents. Like, I don't hear an accent, but like, when, like, when I go to America, when I go to Canada, like, I, I remember one time someone came up to us and was like, I think we were in the UK or something, and they were like, wow, you have, like, you have an accent. I was like, no, we don't. No, we don't have an accent. When you go to North America or when you go to Europe, you don't hear an accent? We don't, we don't hear that our voices are different. We just hear that they're, to, they're different to us. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I'm like, we don't have an accent. It's them. Have you guys ever removed someone from the group? It's well, okay. If you think, if you put it like that, like not to brag, but we have over one point eight million members. Yes, go um, off. <laughs> you <laughs> are you are bound to have people who you will remove, who you will block, who, who you will mute. Oh, and that just that's the that's the nature of how the group works is where there are toxic people online, and 
people think that because you're online, you can say whatever you want. You can kind of express whatever opinion that you have, but that's not unnecessary. That's not necessarily true, especially during these times of COVID. We realize that going online, it's it's basically an extension of your own personal self. It's not a different persona. Yeah, so people are now realizing that you can't just say whatever you want. Yeah. You have to basically. How do you monitor you have to that? Pretend though? that you're saying it. Because there, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. There's one. Um, okay, let's just let's call it two million. It'll, tomorrow, I'll probably be like two million. Who knows? But like, how do you? There's a lot of comments. There's a lot of freaking posts. Like, I don't. How do you guys monitor all of that? Well, we have our dedicated team of modmins. I think it's about 40 to 50 people. Top, like the main way, I guess, that we prefer to have these like comments and whatnot being brought to our attention is through like reports. That's the best way because then, you know, we're made aware of it and we don't have to go looking for it. But definitely anytime we're like scrolling, if we see something that like is a big red flag, then we will pinpoint it into that and then work on easing the situation. We definitely do rely on community, on our like our moderators, our admins to kind of pinpoint the specific posts, mm-hmm. the specific comments that we don't approve of. That's why we have pending posts open. But I think now we're kind of realizing that um, to build, to make sure that we reduce like the number of comments that we don't want, to make sure that we have non-toxic people, we have people like in the community that we do want it kind of has to start from the start and it has to start from making sure that they understand the rules, they understand the community behind what we, like our, our impact, our message, and just to make sure that whatever they say is positive and lighthearted. It's so cool because I never think about how much work actually goes into it with all the behind the scenes stuff with moderators and admins. So you guys are doing a really great job. Thanks again, Lydia and Carrie, for coming on my podcast today. It was such a pleasure learning about Settle Asian Traits and all the work you guys do behind the scenes to feed us our daily memes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to the listeners. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.